All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to South Point. My name is Mark, and honestly, welcome to my basement. I know, kind of weird, creepy. Trust me, it'll make sense here in just a moment. But if this is your first time joining us, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for checking us out online. I am glad that you are here. I think I've got something that can help you out today. Matter of fact, my goal today is to help every single person watching this make your life a little better. And I really believe the content that we have is going to help you do that. But I want to give you some reasons to keep this going, to keep watching. No matter if you're a sold-out follower of Jesus or if you're a kind of beginner to this whole Christian Jesus thing, or maybe you're on the fence about it, or maybe you're just a maybe you're a flat-out skeptic of Jesus and Christianity, or you're not even really interested in it right now, I've got something that I truly believe can help make your life better. Okay, so uh, it starts with this question: Why am I in my basement? Have you been in your basement, your garage, whatever storage room you have in your house since this whole social distancing thing started? I know I have, and I've seen a lot of people, it's like they just went to their basements and started cleaning stuff out. Why? Why do we have so much stuff? I've seen so much stuff on Facebook, like just free, free stuff. Please just come pick this up because I don't want it in my house anymore. And I bet some of you are like that. Why do we have so much stuff? Why do I have so much stuff? Why did I spend money to build these shelves? Well, duh, because I needed this stuff. I needed it when I bought it, and I sure thought I'm going to need that one day. So, of course, I bought I built bigger storage places so that I can store all this stuff. You know, right down there, way back behind four other things, there's a three-pot, crock-pot kind of thing. Dude, of course that's made my life better. Right here, I've got a clay figurine of the Apostle Matthew. Yeah, that's right. It's definitely made my life better. i got John up there somewhere. I've got three sets of dishes, blankets, and pillows, and all kinds of stuff. Why do we have this stuff? Because we think it's going to make our lives better. Now, of course, we do that with storage and physical stuff, but I think we also do this. Here's the illustration with our lives, emotionally in our hearts and just experientially. We try to cram in as much as we can because we think it's going to make our lives better. Extra classes, extra hours, more activities, more things because we think it's going to help build my career, help my family, educate or develop my kids, make me a better person, give me peace, find fulfillment. It's going to help me if I just have more stuff. But then this season comes and it forces us to face the fact that all of this stuff, we've got all of this stuff physically, emotionally, experientially, and nothing helped us prepare, be prepared for this. And also, we're a little worried because we don't know if we're prepared for what's next. All of this stuff when we had nothing to help us with our fear about what's going to happen with our retirement investment, to help our kids emotionally with their anxieties. We got nothing that we can give our fears to. We've got nothing that can give me actual real hope right now for the future. All of this stuff and we don't have anything. You see, this season has forced us to face this tension, this truth that we've trusted in all of these habits, these activities, these things. We've busied, we've filled our calendars, we've worked extra hours to buy the nicer things, the nicer car that we can't even use right now. We've done sports and extracurriculars and made extra friends and been online constantly so that we never miss anything. And all of this stuff didn't get us what we thought it would. It's failed us. All it did was make us busy and tired, possibly broke. Maybe there's something more. That's what I want to talk about today. 
Maybe instead of going back to normal, maybe instead of trying to cram all of this stuff back in once this is over, what if we have something better, better equipped with better resources and better habits to have a better family, a better relationships and a better future? That's what I want for you. And that's what I have for you today. Something that can help you have a better life, not just normal. I want you to have the life that Jesus wants you to have. And he says this in John 10, 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and life to the full. Dude, that's not normal. That's better than normal. The psalmist wrote this in Psalm 1. That man, that person, is like a tree uh, planted by streams of water. So it's constantly being nourished and fed, and it's always producing fruit in season, and its leaf never withers, and everything that man does, what? Prospers. Dude, that's, that's definitely not normal. That's better than normal. I, I think all of us realized, even before this season, that we don't really need more stuff, more accolades, more likes, more followers, more friends, more activities, more things to make our lives better. We actually need to go through all of our more and get rid of what isn't good and what isn't trustworthy and replace it with better habits and better stuff that we can actually trust. Stuff that can get us the things that we're really going after. Peace, hope, relationships, a better future. So, does that sound good? Are you tired of being tired and weary, unprepared? You want to go after those streams of water, that streams of life, that abundant life that Jesus talks about? That's what I'm talking about. Are you interested? Does that sound good? day that changed my life like a bolt from the blue started like any other me wandering searching lost chasing the things I treasured running myself ragged day after grueling day the heat unrelenting weariness in my bones my mind an endless pursuit my dreams my life like sand through my fingers Always out of reach. Always over the next hill. Or out on the horizon. An oasis. A mirage. And then, I found it. Somehow I knew 
This was what I'd always been looking for. Something that would never rust or fail or slip through my fingers. Because of what I found, I was no longer lost. That video is a little dramatic, I know, but honestly, from experience, it's accurate. Like, there is something that can change your life, no matter who you are, where you are. I'm talking about that oasis that this guy, dude found in the video. Let me put it like this. If you knew that getting this one job that you don't have currently would change everything, would get you what you really wanted, and, and if you just spent time with this one person learning from them, you would get the job? Would you, would you make time for it? If you really wanted that girl that you like so much, you know, to like you back or that dude, would, if you knew that just spending more time with them would get you that girl, would you make time for it? If you knew that ace in this test would get you exactly what you wanted most in life, life, would you make time to study for it? Right? I mean, would you say no to other things, right? Would you rearrange your schedule to make time for those things? Of course you would. We do that already in our life every day. When you want something, right? When you want something badly, then you find something that you can trust that you think will get you what you want. The sad thing is, and the truth is, that most of the things we trust in don't get us what we really wanted. They fail us. You thought by adding this routine or this habit or this class or this lecture or this whatever, this thing to your life, that it would make, it would make you a little happier. You thought by getting that job or that relationship that you would be more fulfilled, more confident, more happy or you know, successful, but it didn't. It failed you. And now you're left with these, cre these habits and routines that we have in our life, our busy calendars that it's hard to break free from and the baggage that is left from those. But what if there is something, a couple of habits that you could put into your everyday life that would actually change your life for the better, give you wisdom to, to make better decisions, to help your family and your friends, to help your marriage and your relationship, to get your business through this season and into the future. Well, there is something. And that's what I want to talk about. This is content. Like if you put this into practice, I really believe 100% that this could change your life. It can make your life better no matter who or where you are. And it starts with this one idea because here's the truth. It doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what you believe. But you got to start with applying this new thing. And here's the statement, the big idea. Make a daily appointment with God through encounter time. Do an encounter in time. Simple, right? But the hard part is actually doing it, to putting it into practice. Even before you truly believe it, you can start putting it into practice. Remember the psalmist said that, you know, the, the, the guy standing by the tree of water, the life that never always prospers, right? Well, the two verses preceding those two verses um, give us the how. How is that possible? He says, blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, that's a fun word to say, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. If you want that kind of life, that abundant life, it's the one who meditates on his law day and night. That's who has that kind of life. I didn't get this when I was younger. Like I went to church, I knew God, I loved God and everything, but I didn't think God actually helped me in my practical everyday life. I just thought he was like the spiritual guy, right? I go to him when I, when I need encouragement or when I did something wrong or when I have to confess something or when I just needed to pick me up. But he actually, later on, found out he actually has the best advice for leaders. 
He's got the best wisdom for parents and kids and students, the best advice for teachers and employees and employers and doctors and nurses and the best wisdom financially and relationally. Like when you put his wisdom into practice, into your life, it makes your life better, period. And I'm not talking about like one day it'll make your life better. I'm saying right now it will immediately begin to make your life better because his wisdom works regardless of what you believe about him. His wisdom works in everyday life. Why wouldn't we put this habit in? The habit of studying God's Word. That's the habit we got to put into our life in order to reap the benefits, that, he, that life that He wants for us. There's just no shortcut to growth or wisdom. It's a lifelong devotion to study, to knowing it. Here's what Paul says about the usefulness of Scripture. 2 Timothy, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I know, all the dads out there, you want to be thoroughly equipped, don't you? All the moms, all the kids, all the students, all the doctors, business people, like you want to be thoroughly equipped, ready for everything, right? Well, that's what happens. Why wouldn't we put this into practice, into our life? Give it a shot, put this habit. So some of us, maybe we don't because we feel embarrassed because you don't know anything about the Bible and so you can't open it up, right? Well, one, you're not alone, and trust me, you can. I promise you, it's okay. You can open it up and you can do this. And don't get too discouraged if in the beginning it's difficult, it's hard. Press on. I promise you, over time, you're going to get this. Here's a few helpful tips. One, read it intelligently. What I mean is, it's not a magazine. So, you, you know, it's not just something you flip through, look for the pictures, <laughs> uh, or like the quizzes, which are always fun. It's not a student textbook. Uh, that you, you, you study just for a future test. It's not a company manual that you just read so that you can say you did it. No, no, no. There's like life-changing principles in there, but you, you have to dig for them. You have to find them. And it takes time and like studying and like meditation. Here, this is why Paul says, um, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman, which implies work, right? Who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Hey, listen, just because I have a a socket wrench or a pipe wrench doesn't mean I really know how to use it, right? But if I want to learn how to use it, I definitely need one. So with the Bible, hey, first, you got to have one. you got to get one if you don't. And the cool thing is you can get one online. BibleGateway.com is an amazing website and resource. Or download an app like YouVersion on one of your devices. And once you open that app or that website, you're going to notice there's lots of English translations to pick between. Um, there are different reading levels. Some of them are, are more literal, like the New American Standard or the English Standard Version. Um, or some of them are a little bit more readable, like the New International Version or maybe even the New Language, I mean, New, new Living Translation. Um, if you have questions about translations, feel free to reach out to us. Ask in the comments uh, wherever you're watching this or great, great opportunities to get into an online group. We have lots of them right now, online groups that you can join so you can have conversations about this. Ask these questions. I promise you, you're not the only one. You can have a great conversation with other people about this. You know that the Bible is literally the best-selling book of all time by far, right? So cool thing is you can get one free. That's pretty amazing. Or you can buy one. Yeah, you can purchase one on Amazon if you want to. Um, and then you got to open it up and study it. All right, That's the next thing. you got to start studying it. Not just reading it, but actually analyzing and asking questions. You can get a great study Bible like the NIV study Bible. That gives you a lot of behind-the-scenes information. Or you can just start asking questions yourself. Start studying it for yourself. Uh, questions like who, what, when, where. The basics. Who wrote this? Uh, to whom was it written? 
Uh, when was it written? Um, why? What was the main purpose? Does it seem like the letter was written? Uh, what does the text actually say? Not what have I heard about the Bible, but what do the words in front of me actually say? Are there any commands in there that I'm supposed to actually put into practice right now? Are there any principles that I can learn and apply right now in a situation in my life? Um, what, what does the chapter around it before and after it say so I can understand the context of this one paragraph or this chapter that I'm reading? Um, ask questions and you are going to begin to learn over time um, so much. So um, there's lots of online commentaries that can help you as well. And we've got a great online resource called Netflix. I mean, uh, called Right Right Now Media, which is like a Netflix of Christian uh, Bible uh, study material. It's thousands of them, and it's free. So you can sign up on through our website uh, for a subscription. Jump into it. Just be careful, because uh, yes, there are people who mishandle right teach the teach God's words incorrectly. So be careful what you listen to. Matter of fact, Paul commended one of the early churches, and I find this hilarious, Acts chapter 17. Listen to what they were doing. They searched the scriptures day after day. Why? What does it say? To check up on Paul and Silas. They were making sure that they were really teaching the truth. Kind of funny, but also great. Yes, I'm accountable. We're accountable to handle the word of God correctly. This is why so many Christians get confused and misled and start um, listening to false teachers and, and liberal theology and cults because they never opened up the Word of God for themselves and studied it. You got to get into the Word of God so you know what it says and so you can be prepared prepared, um, and to, be, to, to use it. Next week, we're actually going to talk about this in our message is how to understand the Bible. So make sure you join in. And a great resource, again, is to jump into an online group. Lots of them available where you can have conversations about the Bible with other people. You've got to become a lifelong student, right? You've got to become a lifelong student. And the goal isn't to always be a student. You should be able to teach one day, right? Whether it's teaching your own family or teaching kids at the church or teaching a small group, like leading a small group, or um, maybe just an individual coaching session. But we want to be able to pass on what we're learning. And how do we learn? By reading it regularly. So here's the deal. If you want to study this, you don't just do it haphazardly once in a while. You make a routine every day. You set aside a time, whether in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, a focused amount of time. Like you're going to shut off the TV, you're turning off your phone, and you're going to focus on God's Word for 15 minutes maybe. Read one to three chapters a day. Don't start in Genesis and like try to go all the way to Revelations. Start in the New Testament. Like Learn about Jesus first, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then maybe go on to like the letters after that so you can learn about how to live a Christian life. That would be a wise way to start. Pick a time, again, and then make it a habit. Every day you're doing this. And focus to really hear from God. And in the beginning it will be tough. But over time, the more you do this, you're going to learn more. I promise you. And if you, have a, if you struggle reading, then you can listen to it. Hey, those Bible apps or the websites have great features. We'll actually read the Bible to you. Make sure you have your notes app on your phone handy or a, a journal or a notebook so that you can take down your notes, write down your questions, things that you're learning. And then finally, for Bible study is you got to apply it. Listen, what's the point of doing all this work and reading and if you're not actually going to apply it? That's where the magic happens because that's when you experience the benefits of his wisdom in your life. Hold yourself accountable to doing what it says. Apply it. That's how you study the Bible. You can do this, and we can help. So go for it. 
Create a habit. The second habit that really is, goes hand in hand with Bible study and is essential for this life that Jesus wants for you is prayer. Did you know that in the New Testament, at least 25 times there's where Jesus prays? Sometimes he's praying by himself in groups with others. He prays um, before he teaches. He prays uh, to help others learn how to pray. He prays when he's on the cross suffering. He prays before he's suffering. He prays when there's a celebration. He prayed during miracles, before miracles. He prayed all the time. That may be shocking or eye-opening to you. Like, why in the world would... The best of the best, God himself, need to pray. He didn't just need it. He craved it, desired it. He needed that time alone with God the Father. So think about that. If Jesus, the best of the best, needed prayer, don't you think you and I should probably take it a little bit more seriously? Maybe that's why we're not experiencing this life. Because we're doing it in our own power. Maybe there really is power in prayer. Like everyday living wisdom kind of prayer. You know, prayer really isn't just the thing that we do. It's, it's a relationship that we have. Prayer either shows that I don't have, shows the lack of my relationship, or it shows that I desire a relationship. I've been married to my wife, Cindy, for 22 years. And listen, I don't, I don't talk to her now because I need to. Like, we, we, we couldn't grow Our relationship couldn't grow if we didn't want to spend time together, want to understand each other, get to know one another. That's what prayer is with God. There's no magical formula, no certain words that you have to say. Matter of fact, Paul says you can pray continually all the time. And that doesn't mean that all you do is 24-7 pray. It just means that you can be in tune with God, like you can be aware of God's presence in your life 24-7. How do you experience that? By instituting the regular habit of prayer in your everyday life. You can pray anytime, anywhere, standing up, jogging, sitting down, lying. Uh, You can pray out loud. You can pray silently. Just don't pray only when you, you know, just think about it or when you need something. What kind of relationship would that be, right? Like, hey, Cindy, I'll get back to you when I think about it. Or I'll get back to you when I need something. It's a horrible relationship. Prayer is that focused time where I take the focus off of me and put it on God where he can become the center of my life and I can learn how to trust him instead of trusting all the other things that I'm tempted to trust in my life. It's building that relationship. Listen, Cindy isn't perfect. and <laughs> She'd be the first one to tell you that I, I'm not perfect. But even now when she does something that hurts my feelings or, you know, just, is wrong, you know? Like, I, I, know, I know she's not leaving me. I know that it's not all over because I know her. Like I, I, I know her now. I trust her. And so even in the hard times, we, we, we know each other. We've built that relationship. That's what prayer does. So you know how to trust God, no matter what season you find yourself in, especially in a season like this. So here's a question. Do you want that better life? Not just normal, but better. That abundant life that Jesus offers, that That oasis that the guy on the video said he found, right? Like, do you want that? Not to just go back to normal filling our schedules and our calendars with all the busyness. Well, then build your calendar, your schedule, your life. Reorganize your calendar, your life around these two pillars. Like these two non-negotiables every day of your life. I'm going to spend time in God's Word and prayer. Maybe that's going to get you exactly what you've always wanted. Start it for 30 days and develop a habit. Do it for 90 days and it creates a lifestyle. The big idea is this. 
make a daily appointment with God through an encounter time. Man, it's simple but powerful. And as a father, as a just a human, as a person, I'm telling you, it it works. It is. It changes everything. Last week, we opened up this series, and the first key principle was this. Growth doesn't just automatically happen. You've got to initiate it. You've got to conscientiously do something to grow. The Apostle Paul kind of said that growth is kind of the goal. Colossians, he says that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. When we realize our identity is in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit, and that gives us the ability and power to grow, to to become more like Jesus. You can hear that message online or listen to the podcast, but catch that line. You can become like Jesus. Dude, you can become like Jesus. You can have a life like Jesus. You can have exactly what He wants for you, what He offers, that abundant life. You can have not just normal, but what's best, better than normal. You can have more wisdom to know how to help your, your family, your friends, your relationships, your business, not just get through this season, but for the rest of their lives. And more than anything, you can have peace and hope that comes through mostly forgiveness. God can take away all the baggage, all the mistakes, all the evil, the misguided things that I've done or I've put my trust in. He can heal me and take away all the more to give me the best. Do you want that? Please, reach out to somebody. Talk to us. You can, you can connect with one of the hosts on whatever platform you're on right now, or you can text us at 734-304-7248. You can email us at next at southpointccc.com. I promise you somebody's going to receive that, contact you, pray with you, maybe help you take a next step, whatever that may be. Get plugged into an online group so you can have more of these conversations, or maybe give your life to Christ and be baptized. And experience this new life, this oasis. I'm telling you, don't wait to put this into your life. It can change your life no matter who you are, where you are. We don't want just normal for you. We want what Jesus wants for you, what's what's best. And that's possible no matter who or where you are.